1: It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: The, the, The winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! Insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Skull Branson and Mo Mote. Welcome back. It is segment two. This is Silver and Black Today, the Thanksgiving edition. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday with your family, loved ones, friends, far and near. Hopefully they're near you and you're having a good time. So thank you guys for spending at least a little bit of your time with us, either on Thanksgiving or maybe you're listening to us on Friday. Either way, we are an Odyssey original podcast covering the Raiders. You can subscribe wherever you get your audio. Turn on that auto download for us. We appreciate that very much. You can also hear us, as you may right now, uh, on a Saturday on the ticket. Excuse me, the ticket. The p- the, I can't bet. That. the bet. <laughs> ticket. See, when you bet, you call it your ticket. So that's, where my, <laughs> that's where my head was going. The bet in Las Vegas and Odyssey sports station there. So you could hear us there too. All right. So I mentioned before the break and I know here's where the comments are going to be. Oh, you're negative. Listen, I Antonio Pierce press conferences. Uh, great. You know? And again, I've said it, I've said it. We're not supposed to root, but I root for the guy. Cause I like the guy a lot. He's taken on an opportunity here, which uh, it, some people never get the chance in their lifetime. Um, but I'm listening to the press conference and, um, you know, the questions about the defense we played is cut in the first segment, which is great. Um, the troubles on offense, though, I don't hear a lot of questions. I don't hear a lot of um, I don't know what Antonio Pierce is thinking about that. I don't know. He he mentioned it earlier in the week a little bit. They talked mostly about Aiden O'Connell, who's a rookie who's going to who's going to develop and, and have his lumps. Um but I think as a head coach, you know, those are the types of things you can do too. the media is being very jovial with him. There's a lot of laughing a talks about talk about music and cars and all that kind of stuff, which is great. You know, they're developing a relationship, too. I understand that. I'm not criticizing that. But I do think that some of the hard questions um, are going to come up again because they're going to be facing the Chiefs and the Raiders uh, averaging a what is it? They're 26 in the league in points, right? Mm -hmm. with uh just under 16 or just over 16 Raiders are also 29th in total offense with 277 yards per game 23rd in passing and most shockingly 31st in rushing and so now you know what the problem is (laughs) it's right right there uh Mm -hmm. and so you look at that and and um i i told you earlier in the week i wrote a piece about i think antonio pierce has to figure out how this offense works better or he won't get the job And so I think he's going to have to start addressing those issues and talking about them. Look, he doesn't owe us an explanation of what's happening in the building, but he does, I think, need to talk about the recognition that they have to do something. Him and Bo Hardery got to figure at least what they can this year out. Uh, And and, um, if there's any week to do it, it's this week.
1: Now, you can – I'll say this. You can always ask Antonio Pierce about the offense, but I think some reporters – I haven't talked to these reporters, but I would think that some of these reporters would say they can only go but so far with questions about the yeah. offense because Antonio Pierce is a defensive minded head coach. So a lot of the offensive questions should be saved for a hard degree, in my opinion. Now you can ask about general questions, you know, how is Aiden O'Connell looking in practice? What is he working on? Those are things that the head coach can answer. He doesn't have to get into detail of the offense because he's not going to have those details. Now he's all right. in all details. the meetings. He's right. in all the meetings, but he's not going to have a a detail. I'm, and I'm not discrediting Antonio Pierce's coaching acumen. No, but but it, the level of question that you can ask can only go but so far before you're going to probably hear him say, "Well, you're going to have to ask both hard agree about that."
0: Well, yeah, when you get into hardcore X's and O's, absolutely, Mo. But but he's in charge. He's 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 got to know enough. To know what they're going to do and that it's being addressed. That's all. It, it's it's just like being the CEO of a company. Yes, he's not the the director, He's not the CEO. He's not the chief marketing officer, right? So he's not in the everyday marketing stuff. But he's got to know enough, right? To your point, you know enough at the very top level to know that you've been briefed by your people to know what's going on so that you feel good about where it's going. And then, yes, the detail you want to get into the the nitty gritty, then Bo Hardigree's got to be your guy. Um, and that, then that opens up the question to, is Bo Hart agree capable of that? We'll see, right? We'll see that he's got an audition, too. And we'll see if, if, if he's set up for success and he's got the ability to do that because I think, you know, he's got things going against him, too, right? He's got a rookie quarterback and, and he's developing, yes, but he's going to make mistakes. It's not like you got a veteran in there, which makes things a lot easier, uh, and then he's got other issues. He's had offensive linemen. Colton Miller's been out for two games. That's a big deal. So I, I, that's not lost on me. You know, you you could people are taking it out on Bo Hardigree a little bit, and he's only been three weeks in. But at the same time, if the Raiders are going to go anywhere, they do have to figure something out. And uh, if they don't, then then it's going to be a long road.
1: Absolutely. I, I've watched a lot of John Harbaugh press conferences. I've watched even Dan Quinn when he was coaching the Falcons, and and I realized when reporters ask questions about the offense and they're they're very general responses so you can say you know what's right. going on with Lamar Jackson what's going on with Matt Ryan when it was Dan Quinn in Atlanta and they can say well he needs to work on this this and the third because they watch these players at practice their defense is going against you know the quarterback in the offense and I think when, when Antonio Pierce steps to the podium and, and I agree with you there should be questions about the offense because if if Pierce could come out and say Josh Jacobs is the focal point of our offense, he can comment on the vision that he has for his football team on both sides of the ball. But I think when it comes down, you read the stats out before we start this discussion. And I, and I wrote a piece on Not that went up on, on Wednesday, and I said, unless the Raiders are, are two scores behind, they have to stick with Josh Jacobs. They have no choice. And I know people are going to say, what about Devontae Adams? What about Michael Mayer? He's emerging. What about... Jacoby Myers, he had a good season while Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. I get all of that. But when you have a rookie quarterback and he hasn't had a handful of starts yet, he's not going to be able to use all of those weapons optimally because he's still learning the game. And as you can see, he still has some issues with turnovers. Now, all turnovers aren't the same, but the first thing Aiden O'Connell has to do is protect the football. Don't give the other team extra possessions. That's one thing I can right. say. Antonio Pierce could step to the point and say, Aiden a- O'Connell has to make better decisions in the pocket, but we also have to help him out as a rookie quarterback and get the run game going because that is still the engine of
0: our offense. Right. And to me, Mo, look, they, they couldn't stay on the field against Miami, which was a problem. But in a normal flow of a game and against the Chiefs, Josh Jacobs has to have a minimum of 25 carries. Uh, I'm just going yeah. there now. Usually it's about 20, but I'm gonna say 25. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. 27 the previous two games when he did really well. So mm-hmm. you gotta have 25 carries. I don't care mm-hmm. what's going on. Give him, mm-hmm. a, a, and you're dead on with that. Give him the ball. One yard, two yard, one yard, two yard, one yard, two. I don't care. Just keep pounding the rock, because you again you limit the the opportunity for your quarterback to make a mistake, but you also make it easier because Josh Jacobs, unless it's just one of those really tough games, and again. <sighs> The Chiefs, let's, let's, let's get the card out. Let's look at the numbers. The Chiefs against the run, it's the worst part of their defense. Yes. They're 18th against the run, okay? They're fourth against the pass. So guess what? You're not going to get a lot of passing success. I'm Look, anything can happen. I get it. But the Raiders' game plan has to be run the ball because you have to go at the softest part of their defense, which is the run defense. And so- it, if you don't get the ball in his hands and, 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 you just walked right into what, what I was wanting to talk about, which was why I brought up the Pierce and the offensive questions. And the, the media did mm-hmm. o- ask questions about the offense earlier in the week, but the idea mm-hmm. there is, is what are you going to like, is there recognition? I just want to see recognition that, Hey, you know what? And he said it before he's the engine, like you said, mm-hmm. but then it, it went away. So um, I'm hoping that he's had to talk with Bo Hardigree. Say, Hey, listen, Bo. You're the guy running the offense, but guess what? That's the engine. And if it's no engine, then we're 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 moving the car with our feet like Fred Flintstone, and it's not going to get very
1: far. <laughs> it's funny, Scott. It, it, I felt like you read my Sportsnet article, because in the article, I said, the exact same number, Josh Jacobs has to get 25 plus carries. I used the exact same number. I said, he has to get 25 carries. I also pointed out your, your um, stat about the Chiefs run defense. The weakest part of the Chiefs' defense, though it's I believe third in points allowed and fourth in total defense, the weakest part of that that unit is their ability to stop the run. Right. Over the last seven games, they've allowed an average of 120 yard, 20 rushing yards in a contest. So while they have Chris Jones, while they have George Khaled, the the third, excuse me, while they have Michael Dana. Those guys have combined for 20 sacks so far this season. You can counter an aggressive defensive front with an effective run game. And I think the Raiders can find some real estate on the ground. But as you said, as we both agree, 25 to me is the magic number as far as Josh Jacobs and his carries are concerned. The thing is, the Raiders don't have much of options behind Josh Jacobs. I wrote about this in the piece up on Sports Night. If it's not Josh Jacobs, who is it going to be? Because Demir White is averaging 3.7 yards per touch. Amir Abdullah is not really involved in the run games, more of a pass catcher. He's never had more than two catches in a game this season or hasn't had two catch, more than two catches in a game this season. So it's it's just shakeups or bust in that run game. But one thing I want to point out before we move on is that I noticed in that Philadelphia Eagles-Chiefs game, there's just one thing that the Eagles did, and people say halftime adjustments are bogus, and I call BS on that because in that game, the Eagles, while they were running the ball, Okay, he had a decent per clip with uh, DeAndre Swift. The passing game wasn't going in the first half. Mm Jalen Hurts struggled to move the ball through there, and as you said, you're not going to get a lot of yards on this Chiefs pass defense. So what did the Eagles do in the third and fourth quarter? They started passing the ball to DeAndre Swift. And if you remember, we talked about this on Tuesday's show that if the run game doesn't get going, short passing game to Josh Jacobs to get him going, you can get some yards out of that, and that's what the Eagles did in the second half of that game on Monday night.
0: Right, short passing yards, but not behind a line of scrimmage. Yes. Like we've seen in past yes. games. Uh, and yes. also, I do think this is where you take, a, you take a, a page right out of the Chiefs playbook, and you go to your tight end. You do, you, do, you do the little slants over the middle to the tight end, the middle. Like, that's the one thing we saw towards the end of the game against Miami, was they were using Hunter Renfro out of the slot, and he was doing those little sit routes in, in the middle, okay? Like you got to use the help your help your quarterback out. I'm hoping they've learned from that because they're going to need that to your point, especially if the the run is stymied at times, um, then then you got to go to that. You got to make it easy. Let them try. And you and we talked about it, even though they don't have the team speed, they are running a yards after the catch type offense. So Mm -hmm. who's going to have a better shot of doing that um, on the inside? And that is going to be Renfro. That's going to be mayor. I think that's what you got to do so we'll see if they're able to uh but yeah i mean look the offense has to get going i have my doubts and we'll talk about that in the final segment as we as we give you our kind of predictions uh when we come back but that's that's it's it's pretty there so read mo's article basically is what i'm saying go to sportsnot.com read his article cuz clearly we're on the same plane and and it's, but you know what mo you watch this team you know this team well enough and you watch the chiefs and cover the league like you and i both do then you, you know, like you can see it and it's pretty, pretty easy. It's easy said, harder done, right? You got to kind of go out and play that chiefs defense again, fourth defense, fourth ranked defense in the NFL. So when people talk so, about the chiefs aren't as good as they used to be, they're better from a defensive perspective.
1: Right. So that, that's my point about the chiefs for, you know, a lot of, people probably have this misnomer about them because they saw them on Monday Night football and scored 17 points against the Eagles. But I would say in some areas they are worse and some areas they are better. And it's pretty obvious. They're a less explosive offensive team. Obviously now, even they let go of Juju Smith Schuster. And I know Juju Smith Schuster isn't a star, but he was a veteran wide receiver who can, you know, catch passes. Now, you know, he's not a speed guy, Marquez, Velascan dropped drop that pass. But mm-hmm. you can see that the wide receiver core for the Chiefs is average to below average. Average is probably being generous. That's being generous. But, yeah, I, was say. but I, I said this during the Chiefs game that just because the Chiefs aren't as explosive or good in the passing game, their defense, as we talked about, is better than in years past. They have a much better defense this year than they have in years past. The other thing is... They're capable of also running the football. Isaiah Pacheco is probably the angriest runner I've ever seen in the NFL. And I said this during the Chiefs-Eagles game and people laughed at me because they said, oh, Mo, you're forgetting someone. I said, the one player that the Raiders have to worry about is Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not saying I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is still, you know, top tier quarterback. I'm not saying I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey who has a, a tradition of killing the Raiders when he plays them. But what I'm saying is, Isaiah Pacheco with the Raiders issues this year in run defense. Now, they've been decent in recent weeks, but they're 27th in rush attempts face. So that means teams have not run the ball a whole lot against the Raiders, but yet they're 27th in rushing yards allowed per game. So if a team commits to the run game against the Raiders, they could have some success. And I worry about Isaiah Pacheco getting going because that Eagles defense was the number one ranked defense in the league going into that Monday Night Football game and Isaiah Pacheco ate those guys alive for about three quarters until the Chiefs fell behind They had to pass the ball. Isaiah Pacheco had success against the number one run defense in the league. So you're going to tell me that you're not concerned about that Raiders run defense and interior front against Isaiah Pacheco. I would say you're out of your mind. Put some respect on that dude's name.
0: 100%. And not only that, but they also, if the Chiefs can run the clock like that and run the ball that well, it's going to limit the opportunities the Raiders have on offense. There's not going to be all right. these possessions. You know, they they had a ton of they they had possessions that they wasted against Miami. <laughs> yeah. In this game, if they waste possessions, it's over. Like it's, it's because if if they establish the run, which I think they will. To your point, yeah, yeah people talk about Derrick Henry angry runner. No, but he's smaller. I get it. He also likes to celebrate after every single first down, which is. <laughs> Annoying to me because it's like really it's dude, dude. It's just a regular first down. Just go back to the huddle. But anyway, he's excited. He <laughs> runs he runs hard and 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 God bless him. All right, we're gonna take our final break here on the Thanksgiving edition of Silver and Black today. When we come back, we'll get a little more into the Chiefs numbers on offense because there's this misnomer that the Chiefs' offense isn't very good. While they aren't very good at wide receiver, the rest of it's doing pretty well. We'll talk about that as Mo and I return. Uh this is Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back.